Welcome to the Knowledge Drop, everybody. And today, in today's show, we're going to be talking about episode three of Loki Lamentus. And spoiler alert, I think they all die at the end. <laughs> Tony, did you get that feeling? Ooh, right? Yes. Right? There's no way out. <laughs> no, I think there is a way out. And we can go into that in a little bit. But yeah, I took a lot of notes during this one. This one seems... Um, did it had a, it had another, I don't know, like layer to it that I just was not expecting. This well, show, you you kind of get into this groove, and you think you have it figured out or the way they're going figured out, and they flip the script on you. And this is what that episode was to me was that flipping of the script. Saw another thing that I was just totally not expecting. You know, I it. I know you're gonna uh, um, share some a lot of thoughts and. I totally want to hear it, but let me just agree with you really quick. This show absolutely had a different tone than the previous two. And out of all three of them, I think this was my least favorite one. It just, it definitely felt like they pumped the brakes a little bit, a lot more dialogue. I had a very, um, do you remember the, the show, the old show on Fox firefly had a very firefly type feel to me, like old West, but it was still kind of new. my new nemesis in the world, Joss Whedon. Yes, him. Anyway, he didn't do all things bad. You know, that, that show was actually really good. But I, I got a very Firefly-esque type feel from this episode. But overall, I th- this show was definitely missing one thing that I didn't realize that it needs, and that's Owen Wilson. <laughs> and it did not have Owen Wilson in the episode. And to me, I think that's what's needed you need Loki with him, you know, to, to, to kind of speed things along. And there was a lot of, um, a lot of role reversal. I felt like, you know, Owen Wilson's, uh, character was it Mobius. Mobius. Yes. Mobius. Um, yes. doesn't trust Loki and why should he, but now that Loki is with lady Loki, he doesn't trust her. So the roles are kind of reversed a little bit and they're both trying to get the other one to trust them back. So I didn't take away a whole lot of, of the show, except for I think they all die at the end. And one interesting tidbit, and then Tony, I'm going to throw it to you is the Please comment don't throw it to me. Please don't throw the it to comment me. of that. The variants were not created by the timekeepers like Mobius thought they were. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, is he going to be pissed when he finds that out? Good thing that secret's going to die with them, though. Anyway, Tony, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I loved the episode. I, I think I loved it for the reasons you did not. Um, it was more centered on the characters. Just talking? Yeah. It, well, the thing that we do do learn is that she is not a Loki, and she does not want to be a Loki, uh, which begs this question of f- free will that is kind of permeated throughout the, the, the Loki series. She is now Sylvie because that's what she wants to be known as. She does not want anything to do with Loki. To me, she is trying to escape that title of Loki and do things on her own and, again, explore that free will. What I can do, I am not going to be confined by what the TVA says I am. I'm not going to be confined by what this Loki thinks I am. I am my own individual being, and so, therefore, I am going to shed that name and create this new name, Sylvie. And she does have that enchantment thing that, I guess, in the comics, Sylvie 
is the Enchantress. Is that correct? Yeah. Hey, I'm with her. You know, let her be her and uh, more power to her. So if that's who she wants to be, then great. But, you know, they just briefly touched on that. I don't think they meant it to be like the whole meaning of the episode, like, like you're kind of taking it. What do you mean? I mean that that that's the one well, point you'll, you'll that see really why, jumped you'll see out why to you. I get in, you so, you'll see why I get into this a little bit later. The episode was named Lamentus, right? Because that is the planet that they land on, and she says this is the apocalypse of all apocalypses. This is we're stuck here, and they find out that the temp pad is not working. I've got some theories on that. Um, I think all is not what we know or have witnessed in this episode. Uh, but to me, I was like, what is lamentous? What does lament mean? I went and looked it up, and lament is actually defined as a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. How fitting is it that these two people land on this? They're together. To me, they uh, do talk about some grief, mostly Mo- Loki on this one, but you can see little hints in the uh, in Sylvie, where she is uh, lamenting some of that grief, some of that sorrow, but Loki is first and forefront. He talks about his mother and how much he misses her. Also, that song that they sing, he sings in, in Asgardian. That uh, you know, again, he's lamenting, he's grieving, he's sorrow, he's sorrowful. He's he's realizing that all of these things that he has done in his life have led him to this end-all, be-all, and he's just looking back and lamenting on, uh, on that grief and that sorrow instead of, uh, I, I went off somewhere else, but uh, <laughs> he's lamenting on the grief and the sorrow, and I think he's realizing that he doesn't really have anyone. So that is what the crux of this episode to me is. To me, this is where I'm going to get really deep, this whole thing was at, uh, a. Um, Wait for it. Okay, we got time. Don't worry. I know. I'm sure glad he's prepared. He wrote down a lot of notes. I know. I don't think he can read his own handwriting. Okay, hold on. The finger came. No, down. I, I, I typed it in, guys. Okay. okay. So to me, this episode, it was all about love. It was a meditation on love. If you look at everything that is talked about, love is the one thing that was the constant in this. You have love brought up uh, during a discussion. And to me, the whole thing, I mean, love was a dagger. Love is hate. They're talking about love in these, these, these terms that we just don't know anything about. And to me, they really don't know what love is because they have only loved themselves. They're so self-centered that they're realizing they don't know what true love is. They've never experienced it because they have not allowed themselves to experience true love. That was one thing I was taking away from this, but go ahead, Brian. Let me correct you a little bit. They have loved somebody else other than themselves. Sylvie has talked about... No, they haven't. ...falling in love with... Do you remember who she said she fell in love with? She, fell, she said she fell in love with a postman. Yes, and do we remember who the postman is in the MCU? Um, no, I don't. 
Stan was Lee. Was it the guy in the agate? No, no. What do you Stan mean? Stan Lee delivered a package to Tony Stank. <laughs> oh, but what about the mailman in WandaVision? Do you think she's in love with him too? It could be him, right? I don't think Bring so. Bring it all full circle? I think it should be Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> That's way. That's way too thought. Uh, to me, I didn't. Again, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think that she really truly loved the postman. She used him. She even says that she uses him as a means of kind of forgetting about everything else. It's uh, you know, it's um, isn't that a her song? little toy, if you will. That, like, what's hey, that? Hey, Mister Postman, isn't that like a song? <laughs> yeah. Now, thank you. For, we're gonna have to pay royalties on that. So. No. Unless you get uh, do uh, for free use, what do you think of that song? Is it good or is it bad? Do you like that song, Brian, or not? No, not enough to pay rolls. Okay. on it. All right, no. see, that was a criticism. <laughs> so, therefore, under the terms of free use, we are allowed to use that clip. Well, I honestly, I don't think uh, Brian's a. Uh, level of tone would be able to recognize on the trust me right <laughs> I, we're doing them a favor by not having me sing that so to me i, I again this was all about um the episode was meditations on love and, and in fact they don't even love themselves and in order for you to love anybody or anything truly you have to love yourself so in this episode you find these two characters that are just uh they're opposites they're the yin and the yang yet they're somehow the same and they both have not experienced in my opinion true love loki talks about love as a dagger and using it uh to kind of uh as a weapon anybody that he ever brings close to him he'll use this this dagger to 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 stab yeah, him but even them. she calls him out on that as being bullshit and you know he totally agreed with her uh, yeah, I guess. But there was one part. This you know, is where and, I go and back you to You don't the, think Loki's in love with himself? I totally do. Loki's his biggest fan. Uh, no, I like don't you. think no, I don't think he true I, I truly do not think that he loves himself because of what he's done to his mother. Well, he I only just recently that learned himself. that. You know, that hasn't happened yet. In his future he does that. But but remember when he was brought to the TVA. There was the, this very same day as the um uh, the Battle of New York. So, you know, in his reality, in his future, that hasn't happened yet. And he's only watching something. I'm totally convinced that he still has the power to change his future, change his destiny, and and make right by him and anybody else. Yes, I agree with that. At one point in the episode, they do talk about uh, who is more hedonistic than the other. Do you remember that? Well, I looked up that yeah. term as well. And again, I, I go back to the self-centered. Uh, the act of uh, hedonism is living and behaving in ways that mean you have as much pleasure as possible according to the belief that the most important thing in life is to enjoy yourself. So again, he's hedonistic. They're self-centered. Again, they have not really experienced any true love in their lives. And I think both of them are lamenting on that. Uh, okay, now that I, I've now completely shut down this whole knowledge drop, Brian, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, you're just like, you, you look flummoxed. You look confused. I'm not confused. Are you not getting what I'm getting from this? No, I, I, I get it. I, I understand what you're saying completely. I just feel like, like, you, I feel like you're making a bigger, bigger issue out of this than, than, than maybe I did. <laughs> 
Can I, hey, can I ask you guys a question real quick? Because I think we yeah. want to talk about well, this one part. What about the tin pad? But this is what I do is I overthink. The tin pad. What, what do you think happened to that? Because you referred to that earlier. Oh, yes. So the tin pad, I think uh, that, I think, I think Loki has the real one still stashed away behind him. He is using his magic as a way to ensure or figure out if he can truly trust Sylvie in this. I still think he has it on him. I think the one that he pulled out, uh, and if you notice, he brings it out in his palm, and it was covered in that green goo of, of, of uh, magic, and I believe he has a uh, fully charged uh, temp pad on him, and that is how they are going to get out of this episode. This, I think, was a test for him to see if, how much and how fully he could trust Sylvie. I think that's a good theory. We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, good theory. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, all my theories have been off. Um, I have not got anything right when it comes to this show. Uh, the Sylvie thing we talked about last week, I was like, oh, that's just a I, it's Spanish titles. They're not going to say that. But sure enough, her name is Sylvie, and she's the Enchantress. But what they failed to tell us was that she is actually uh, a variant of Loki. I so. had a theory, and it's very off-base, and it's one that I was hoping would come to fruition, but I don't think it will now. But um, at one point in the show, I thought, since it is a time-traveling type show, in essence, that Lady Loki would end up being Freya, his mother, just younger, before she met um, Odin, and how she kind of went on this really neat adventure with her son, and he didn't even realize it, but she knew all along. And maybe that's why they were so close to one another. Yeah, that's exactly it. It, could, it. it, it and could very well be. She was there to give Thor guidance when he needed it. You know, he felt worthy after talking to her when he came back. And now this is her reconnection with her other son, you know, Loki. And she knew in her past or future, or however you want to, you know, do the time travel math you know, that, that this adventure happened and, you know, and that really cemented their bond. Uh, no, I know. I, I can definitely see that. I do have a couple of questions though, that this question or this episode brought up the first being last week, she was not really into the timekeepers. Remember Loki had said, Hey, um, uh, let's 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 kill the timekeepers together or something along those lines and she had no interest in that yet in this episode she goes right to the golden elevator uh to see the timekeepers what is she doing what is her plan i have a theory okay my theory is that she's working for the judge and the judge is probably in some kind of relationship with uh with kang um and uh, and and this is whole this has been orchestrated the whole time she knows way too much about everything and the judge has kind of kept mobius and and loki at arm's length you know the whole time you know you know kind of giving her a lot of room but but keeping a leash on her at the same time and you know this this is a, a plan she's three steps ahead and i think the judge has a big role in it yeah, I agree. All right. Well, and the last thing in in wrapping this segment up is what about the TVA? Uh, once we get back and they discover that they're variants, what is this going to do to them? How is this going to affect them? 
the whole thing's going to blow up. They're going to be pissed. (laughs) They're going to, they're going to use those time stones. That gives us some kind of context. Maybe he was from the nineties. Right. And maybe he was a professional jet skier or something. He loves those things. Or maybe he wanted to be uh, um, a professional jet skier. Right. Hopefully we will visit that in maybe the last episode. I would love to see him on a jet ski. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be a great way to kind of end this series? Him just jumping those waves on a jet ski. No, yeah, on sure. a jet ski and going, yeah, and going into the sunset. You're riding off in yes, sunset. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Riding those waves, <laughs> bouncing up and down. Just uh, pure joy. Just pure, pure joy. joy. Pure joy. Yeah. yeah. Well, overall, I like the episode. Brian, what did you like it on the scale of one to 10? What would you give it? Um, I would give it maybe a six, but it, uh, the series overall, I love and I can't wait to see where it goes. But out of the three, this was my least favorite. Yeah. Wayne, uh, you were awfully quiet during the thing. Real quick, scale one to 10, what do you think? Oh, I give it a solid eight. I like the uh, dialogue between uh, Sylvie and Loki. And for people that are the, in the LGBTQ plus community, they particularly loved this episode. There was a definitive uh, definition, you know, Loki came out in a sense. And that character has become not just gender fluid, but also bisexual, I guess. So I think that was a very, um, I think good nod because Marvel tend to dance around that subject matter. And this first, I think the first time they were more definitive about it. Yeah, I would, I would give it uh, an eight as well. So, but yeah, a great catch on that. I agree that they have kind of played around with this and, they confirmed it full on in this episode, and we have an answer. So, yeah, no, I think that's pretty cool. All right. Well, that, what did you think about it? You can always let us know info at the knowledge of nothing.com to email us or follow us on Twitter at the con, K O N M E N one, and let us know what your thoughts are. Also, Instagram as well. We're always there. So, find us. And if you haven't followed us, please do not follow us on Twitter. Uh, I do not want to get to 1,000 followers. I do not want to have to do a TikTok dance. So thank you for staying off of Twitter, even though we did grow by 300%, guys. So yay for us. Woohoo! And on that note, I want to talk about the poll results. On Instagram, we asked that coveted question, uh, what would you rather have for the rest of your life Gourmet food versus comfort food. And now we have the answer to that poll question. And Brian, are you ready? What are your your thoughts going in? What do you think they said? How do you think it it panned out? Well, I'm hoping they all sided with me and went comfort food. But, you know, I don't have the best of luck with these poll questions. Well, enough suspense. I'll get right to the chase. Brian... With 71% of the vote, comfort food is the winner. Yes. You are now back on top, my friend. Comfort food it is. Uh, And with a paltry 29%, uh, that was gourmet food for me. But anyhow. Congrats, Brian. Congrats. Thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you. And thank you, everybody who voted. These uh, poll questions are a lot of fun. So so spread the word, and uh, let's do some more. All right, cool. So next things next, we are going to talk briefly about Rick and Morty. It's back. I'm excited. We're going to be doing more deep dives into it. 
Just want to touch base on this one. We're already running long for this knowledge drop, but we felt this was a great place for us to talk about it because we are talking about the multiverse. So why not add Rick and Morty to that? And also, if you didn't know, uh, Loki is actually uh, written by one of the main story writers from Rick and Morty that was brought over. So, oh, I didn't know that. Did you know that? No. Yeah, so there is a connection there. But anyhow, uh, so what did you think of Rick and Morty right off the bat, Brian? Gosh, you know, I love this show, and I never think that the seasons are long enough. And I'm always so surprised after a season. I'm like, gosh, is it over already? I just want more of it. These these shows are so funny. Um, they're funny on a different level. They're very adult humor. And season five picked up right where the other seasons left off. You know, we quickly have another multiverse you know, adventure where Morty inadvertently becomes eminent enemies to, uh, to this race or this family of people. And he's just trying to get wine. He's just storing his wine on their property and he ends up, you know, becoming like the sole obsession of their lives. And it's, it's just a bizarre, I mean, this show has a, a knack of you know, turning and twisting their stories all over the place. I mean, Rick is in the middle of this feud. You don't even know what they're really fighting over, over his nemesis, Mr. Nimbus. Yeah, they Nimbus. never get into that, do they? They never did, but I don't really think they need... I kind of like not knowing. Yeah, you know? me too. And, you know, you know, you have um, Jerry and... Um, and Oh, gosh, what what's... Beth. Um, Beth, thank you. Jerry and Beth, they're in this weird little phase in their new relationship, you know, where they're just, you know, all about pleasing the other person, even though if it, you know, it's kind of weird and makes them feel uncomfortable. But um, the the whole story. They're is, very it, sex positive now. They are. They are. And, you know, I feel like this, the show um, uh, pokes phone at itself, pokes phone of, of uh, society, like kind of like what South Park does. But then just ups ups it up a, a whole lot, and then yeah, we finally think that Morty is going to end up with uh, Jessica in this show too. And like always, Jessica finds some reason to kind of cut it off. But um, anyway, I loved it. I, I'm glad it felt it felt like comfort food, you know, you know, <laughs> like it was comfortable <laughs> to me, and you know, I could just get fat watching it. <laughs> Feed it to me. I want yeah. more. I agree. I, I would. I just want to call out uh, Dan Harmon as Nimbus, who is <laughs> so uh, Rick Rick's uh, nemesis. I thought that character was so great. He reminded me a lot of. Uh, have you ever seen The Shape of Water? No. Okay, that was a, that is a great film if you if you get a chance. But it, that character mixed with Frankenfurter. And there you have that character, uh, Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror Picture yeah. Show, if you've never seen that. Very similar, very over-the-top, very confident, very sure of himself, uh, and also it attracted Beth and... Uh, Jerry. Oh, my God, now I forgot his name. Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to this guy. Anyhow, it was a great episode. We don't really have that much time to get into it, but again, next week we'll, can, we'll spend a can little I just more time deep diving into a very yeah, subtle ahead. part of the show that that turned out to be my favorite part, and it's just the way uh, Nimbus would enter a room. 
you'd see a splash of water and then he just kind of float through a door. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like, yes. So, and off of his float. Yes. It is just so like, like the artists who, who do the show or the writers of the storyboard. I mean, they, they had to draw that in. I mean, like, so this was a conscious thing. Like, like he is going to make this type of entrance and that just, signifies his character to a T. It is so great. I love this character. I hope we see him as a reoccurring character throughout the season. And um, I just, I want to learn a little bit more about his backstory each time, but namely how he can, how he got control of the cops. Right. <laughs> I love that. I was like, he just controls two things. That's the water and, and the police. And, but, but I mean, like, there's so many questions and I hope we never get all the answers, but you know, like I just, I, 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 this, this character intrigues me and I hope we see a lot more of them. I agree. Well, what were your thoughts of uh, Rick and Morty season one? I loved it. I'm glad it's back. It is my comfort food. I actually give that uh, about a nine. I really loved it and I thought it was, uh, it's great. But uh, anything that you want to share with us before uh, we get going, Brian? No, you know, um, this is, these are always a lot of fun. You know, thank you everybody for the support of the show and can't wait to talk to you about Loki episode four and our next episode about Rick and Morty. And what about you, Wayne? Anything that you want to add before we take off? No, I'm actually curious to see what, how Loki's get out of the next episode. So looking forward to that. All right. Well, let's see if I'm right on that. And with that, we conclude this episode of The Knowledge Drop. As always, thank you for joining us. We hope to see you next time. Take care and bye bye